Let's check out your headlines for today. To do that, we'll bring in Natalie Lovey from the 980 CFPL Newsroom. Good morning, Natalie. Good morning, Devin. The budget was on the agenda at London City Hall yesterday. Yeah, as it stands now, the draft budget includes a proposed 2.9% property tax hike. Now, that would mean an extra 92 bucks for a residential property with an average assessed value at $241,000. City politicians won't finalize the budget until next month and heard from the public on their thoughts yesterday. Uh, several Londoners criticized the draft budget's plan to raise the amount of snow allowed to accumulate before it needs to be plowed. Instead of removing snow after five centimeters of accumulation, eight centimeters would be allowed to fall before deploying equipment. This year's budget also includes a 17% increase for paramedic services. The city is calling on the province to provide funding to cover the increase. Budget talks will resume next week. This year's budget is the final year of the previous year's four-year multi-year budget. The new multi-year budget will start next year. Yesterday was a busy day for the mayor. He ended it by talking about the budget, uh, but started it with the State of the City address and a big announcement. Yeah, it was really exciting. Local advocates are excited and hopeful about the city's plans to establish a permanent and sustainable system for addressing homelessness. Mayor Josh Morgan announced during his State of the City address yesterday that a London family was making a $25 million donation to the cause with the potential for an additional $5 million if local residents match the extra sum. The massive anonymous donation was the centerpiece for the address and the new system it will help fund would mark the end of London's temporary emergency response programs. Advocates say the donation is an incredible amount of money with the potential to change hundreds of lives. The donation and any matching funds will go towards the Health and Homelessness Fund for Change managed by the London Community Foundation. More details about the funds, uh, how the funds will be used, will be shared next month. Searches for unmarked graves at the site of a former Northern Ontario residential school have uncovered some plausible burials. Yeah, First Nation in Northern Ontario says it has uncovered close to 200 plausible burial sites at a former residential school. The Wushishkanigam Nation says its archaeological and ground-penetrating radar team detected up to 171 anomalies in the cemetery grounds at the St. Mary's Residential School site in Kenora. According to records provided by the Truth and Reconciliation Commission, at least 36 children died at the St. Mary's Residential School in Kenora. Most of the spots are unmarked, with the exception of five that are have grave markers and teams will continue looking for further sites. More than 6,000 Indigenous children attended the Catholic-run institution from 1897 to 1972. Let's go to Ukraine where there's been a deadly helicopter crash near the capital. Yeah, Ukrainian officials say 18 people, including Ukraine's interior minister, other senior ministry officials, and three children were killed this morning when a helicopter crashed near a nursery outside Kyiv. The regional governor said 29 people were also hurt, including 15 children, when the helicopter came down in a residential area. Officials did not give an immediate explanation of the cause of the helicopter crash. There was no immediate comment from Russia, whose troops invaded Ukraine last February, and and Ukrainian officials made no reference to any Russian attack in the area at the time. Now, meantime, Global Affairs Canada says it's aware of the death of a Canadian citizen fighting with Ukrainian forces against Russia's invading military. Greg Chismischenko, a uh, young medical student, was reportedly killed in battle Sunday near the eastern Ukrainian city of Bakhmut. And down in Mexico, they are coming down hard on smokers. 
Yeah, if you're a tourist who dreams of unwinding with a cigarette on vacation in Mexico, that fantasy is about to go up in smoke. On Sunday, Mexico enacted one of the world's strictest anti-tobacco laws, completely banning smoking in all public places, including hotels, parks, and beaches. The total ban, which is part of Mexico's general law for tobacco control, also forbids the advertising, sponsorship, or promotion of any tobacco products. Restrictions for the sale and use of e-cigarettes and vaporizers was also created, though they mostly focus on indoor use. The measure, which was approved in December of 2022, comes as an extension of an existing law from 28 or 2008 that prohibited smoking in indoor spaces like restaurants and other businesses. In a single year, 10% of all deaths in Mexico are attributed to tobacco use or exposure to tobacco smoke. Mexico is not the first country to implement such a strict ban on smoking. Ireland, Greece, Bulgaria, uh, Spain, and Hungary have also complete bans on smoking in all enclosed public spaces and workplaces. Let's check out what happened on this day in history. In 1778, English navigator Captain James Cook reached the Hawaiian Islands, which he dubbed the Sandwich Islands. In 1904, Prime Minister Sir Wilfrid Laurier delivered perhaps the most misquoted speech in Canadian history. He told the Canadian Club of Ottawa the 19th century was the century of the United States, then added, I think we can claim that it is Canada that shall fill the 20th century. To this day, he's often quoted erroneously as saying the 20th century belongs to Canada. In 1912, British explorer Robert Falcon Scott reached the South Pole, delayed by sickness and bad weather, he and four companions arrived to learn they'd been beaten to the pole by a month by Norwegian Roald Edmundsen. Scott and his men died on their return journey. In 1917, the Canadian government introduced income tax as a temporary wartime measure. How nice. In 1949, Charles Ponzi, the engineer of one of the most spectacular swindles in history, died destitute in the charity ward of a hospital in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil at the age of 66. In 1957, a trio of B-52s completed the first non-stop round-the-world flight by jet planes, landing at March Air Force Base in California after more than 45 hours in the air. In 1985, Premier William Davis announced that a sports stadium with a retractable roof would be built in downtown Toronto at a cost of $150 million. The Sky Dome, which opened in 1989, ended up costing $500 million. The stadium was renamed named the Rogers Center in 2005 after Rogers Communications acquired it for only $25 million. In 2000, Industry Minister John Manley announced that the federal government would kick in 25% of an aid package for Canadian NHL teams. The rest of the money was to come from other levels of government and the league. But the offer touched off a storm of criticism and was withdrawn a few days later. In 2002, the Canadian dollar closed at a record low of 62.02 cents U.S. On this day in 2020, six major airports in Canada and the United States took precautionary measures involving travelers from the central Chinese city of Wuhan, telling them to inform a border service officer if they were experiencing flu-like symptoms. And on this day in 2021, Transport Canada gave the green light for Boeing 737 MAX jets to return to service in Canadian airspace. The jets were grounded worldwide in 2019 following two crashes. 
Happy birthday to listener Angela, who turns 59. Hope it's a good day. You share a birthday with Kevin Costner, who turns uh, 68. Mark Messier is 62. Wrestler Dave Bautista is 54. And Jason Siegel is 43.